Good evening. Magandang gabi po. Martesados. It's nice to be here again sa Tuesday service. It's nice to join you again. Uh, excited ako mag-worship tayo together. Mag, uh, mag, we learn together through the Word. Kahit virtual lang. You know, we believe that it's gonna be powerful. Thank you, Pastor Mike, for the opportunity to preach here sa Tuesday service. I-honor nyo si Pastor Mike pag nakikita nyo siya or message nyo siya because isa siya sa mga pinaka-hardworking pastors sa Victory Ortigas. Alright? Tonight, we're gonna talk about uh, yung series pa rin natin na Nearness. Last week, Pastor Mike talked about restoration. Ang title pa nga niya ay Restoration Follows Desolation. Tonight, we're gonna continue with that series, Nearness, about the book of Isaiah na matagal na natin, na inaaral, think almost a year na. Ngayon naman, pag-uusapan natin, covenant-keeping God pa rin, but about righteousness this time. Right? Speaking of righteousness, alam mo, ang tao, ang sinful nature natin, madalas nagkakaroon o minsan nagkakaroon tayo ng attitude na self-righteous, self-righteousness. Ano yung sabihin nun? Yung feeling mo, angat ka sa iba? Feeling mo, mas magaling ka sa iba? Okay, whether Christianian o hindi, can fall into that uh, trap or, or negative attitude na self-righteousness. Minsan dahil sa success o for, for uh, many kind of reasons, nagkakaroon ang tao ng ganun, self-righteousness. It's always go back to, to, it's always good to go back sa mga limitations natin to examine it para malaman natin na wala talagang pwede maging self-righteous. Katulad nitong simpleng tanong na to, what is that something that you cannot do without the help of others? Okay? I believe lahat tayo meron nito. Meron tayong hindi kayang gawin ng, na tayo lang mag-isa. We always need the help of others. Ikaw, ano yun? Ano yung something na yun na you need the help of others? Type mo dyan. Type mo dyan ngayon. Ayan. Si Lay, nagtatype na. O, ayan na. Ako, bigyan ako example sa inyo. Pag makati yung likod ko, tas gitnang parte, hindi ko kayang kamutin. Okay? Kaya yung sarap ng may asawa, dahil meron kang tagakamot ng likod mo, pagka nangangating, gitnang parte. Okay? Ewan ko sa inyo kung kaya nyong kamutin yun, ha? Yung pinakagitnan na parte ng likod nyo. Okay? Lastic man ka na nun, kung kaya mo. Or, sino sa inyo nakita mo na yung batok mo? Ako, hindi ko pa nakikita yung bato ko pag walang salamin. Kailangan ko ng tulong ng salamin para makita ko yung, yung mga gumugupit ngayon sa likod nila, di ba? Nauso ng pandemic. Ang galing. Because they now uh, can cut their hair using two mirrors. Pero kailangan mo pa rin ng tulong. Sa pagkamot ng likod, may nabibiling kahoy na kamay, di ba? Kinakamot mo. What I'm saying is that may limitation ng tao. Even sa ganun kaliit na bagay, even sa mga malalaking bagay. Right? Especially, sa righteousness. We cannot attain that and achieve that on our own. Yun yung pag-uusapan natin ngayon. Alam nyo ba ang opposite ng righteousness? Hindi po unrighteousness. Leftiousness. Okay? Leftiousness po ang ano yan. Ang opposite niyan. Why do we need to talk about this? Why do we need to hear this? Ba't natin kailangan pag-usapan to Pastor Jam? Number one, to bring us a heart of gratitude. Because itong passage na to, napakaganda. Evidence ito ng faithfulness ni God sa kanyang covenant. It's always good to go back and examine dito sa Bible kung ano ba talaga, gano'n ba ka-faithful si God sa covenant niya and it will produce a heart of gratitude sa atin. E mawawala yung self-righteousness. Speaking of self-righteousness again, second, magkakaroon tayong humility. The reason why we need to hear this today, we will develop humility. E yung self-righteousness mawawala sa atin because we will again be reminded itong righteousness na to ay unattainable apart from Christ hindi natin talaga kaya to, Walang pwedeng maging self-righteous. Pangatlo, 
it applies to us. Kaya natin kailangan marinig to. This doesn't only apply to the Israelites. This applies to you and me, to all of us. Yes, this is written to the Israelites, but it is written for all of us. We can learn from the Word of God, from the life of the Israelites. So let's read in Isaiah 59, verse 14 to 21. I hope you have your Bibles ready. Bring it out, open it, and read together with me. In 3, 2, 1. Isaiah 59, verse 14 to 21. Justice is turned back and righteousness stands far away. For truth has stumbled in the public squares and uprightness cannot enter. Truth is lacking and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. The Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no one to intercede. Then his own arm brought him salvation and his righteousness upheld him. He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, so will he repay. Wrath to his adversaries, repayment to his enemies, to the coastlands he will render payment. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come like a rushing stream which the wind of the Lord drives. Verse 20, And the Redeemer will come to Zion, to those in Jacob who turn from transgression, declares the Lord. Verse 21, And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord, My spirit that is upon you, and my words that I have put in your mouth, shall not depart out of your mouth, or out of the mouth of your offspring, or out of the mouth of your children's offspring, says the Lord, from this time forth and forever." more. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for you are the covenant-keeping God. As we examine your word, learn from your word, we will be transformed. We will be changed tonight, O oh God. Thank you that your word is powerful. It pierces both joints and marrows, Lord. Your word is living. Lord, we allow you to work in our hearts tonight. Your word to work in our lives, to work in our hearts. Thank you, God. We worship you even as we listen to the word. We praise you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. All right, when we talk about righteousness, we talk about two things, right? Righteous standing and righteous living. Right? Tandaan po natin yan, ha? Hold on to that. Righteousness, two things. Righteous standing and righteous living. All right? Before we continue, I want to give you a little background. Alam niyo naman na yung Isaiah, we've been talking about this for uh, almost a year. But, pero refresh lang natin ng konti, okay? Si Isaiah was uh, chosen by God to prophesy and declare about the coming judgment uh, of the Israelites. Judgment na sa Israelites and also hope. Judgment and hope yung daladala ni Isaiah na prophecy. So Isaiah 1 to 36 or 39 is about the judgment. Because of the idolatry and rebellion of Israel, you know, dito sinabi ni, ni Isaiah na makakapture sila ng Assyria, ng Babylon. And true enough, 100 years later, they were captured. Nangyari yun. Captured sila ng Babylon and you know what happened. They were exiled in Babylon. But not only judgment, si Isaiah ay nag-preach din about hope. Yun yung Isaiah 40 verse um, 66. Announcement of hope yon, mga kapatid. So, hindi lang siya judgment. 
may announcement of hope also. And Isaiah 40 nagumpisa yon. And Isaiah was, uh, I'm sure, may, may hope siya noon na after ng, ng exile, you know, the Israelites will be humbled. They will have a change, changed heart after the exile. Pero hindi po ganun nangyari. They weren't humbled. In fact, they accused God after that. They accused God of being the weaker uh, weaker one compared to the God of Babylon. Kasi kung di daw malakas si God, o kung, di, kung malakas daw si God, ba't sila na-capture ng Babylon? Imagine that. They even accused God. They forgot na it's God's judgment for them. That's why na-capture sila ng Babylonians. And then, hindi rin nila nakita na God was the one who allowed the Persians to capture Babylon. Para, pag na-capture ang Babylon, okay, you know the story, King Cyrus, Persia, was the one who allowed the Hebrews to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild their walls, to rebuild the temple. They missed it out. Hindi nila nalaman yun na grace pala ni Lord John, na He allowed the Persians to capture the Babylonians so that the Hebrews can go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the wall. But God in His mercy and love will still fulfill His promise 700 years later okay? by sending the Messiah. Yung po yung overview ng ating message tonight. Faithful talaga si God. Right? This is what Isaiah saw in this, in this passage we're going to talk about today or tonight. This is what he declared and saw. Man's epic fail to attain righteousness and God's everlasting faithfulness to provide it. Yun po yung makikita natin dito. Let's dive in to the word. Isaiah 59 verse 14 to 15. Justice is turned back and righteousness stands far away. For truth has stumbled in the public squares and the brightness cannot enter. Truth is lacking. Wow. And he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. The Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice. Verse 14 pa lang. Oh, kita mo talaga. No justice to honest people. Yun ang sinasabi ni Lord. Walang justice. Okay? There's no justice. Truth no longer exists. No one who does right. Full of lies. And we know, we know, we know that. Even when Jesus was already on earth, yun yung mga na-encounter ni Jesus, even the Pharisees, even the teachers of the law themselves, were the ones oppressing the people. Nagkatoto itong mga prophetic word ni Isaiah. Yung courts, yung panahon na yun, yung, yung court nila mismo na dapat doon ka nakakakuha ng justice, wala na rin. Perverted na rin. Wala nang honesty. Oppressed. Oppression. Full of oppression. Full of greed. No honesty at all. Verse 15, truth has disappeared. Anybody who tries are being attacked. I believe may mga tao doon na talagang nagre-resist pa rin. Gusto pa rin talaga i-follow si God. But even sila, they're being attacked. Sabi sa verse 15, no? He who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Ganun kagrabe nung panahon na yun. Ganun kagrabe yung nakita ni Isaiah. The Lord saw it. He was displeased. The Lord was angry. Yes, the Lord gets angry also. Why? Verse 16, He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no one to intercede. Then His own arm brought Him salvation. His righteousness upheld Him. Pangalawang beses na na He saw. The Lord saw. Verse 15. Verse 16, He saw pa din. Okay, nobody opposes this wicked behavior. Doon nagagalit si Lord. He saw that there, there was no one opposing it. 
No one is willing to stop the wicked behavior. It's one thing to do a wicked thing, but it's another to tolerate it and not do anything. Doon nagalit si God. Doon siya na-displease. Imagine God chose His people to carry out His great purpose. Di ba? After the exile, because of the faithfulness of God, nakabalik sila, nirebuild yung wall. They were supposed to be witnesses to the nations. Pero hindi po ganun na nangyari. They went back to their idolatry and rebellion. And because of this evil behavior, you know, their lives had no, it meant that their lives had no value as God's witnesses. You know, tayo rin minsan ganun. Pwede po tayo matuto rito. Na nakita na natin ang kabutihan ng Panginoon, kung paano niya tayo tinulungan. Pero minsan ang tao may tendency makalimot. We still go back to our ways. Even if God has already been faithful so many times in our lives. Para sa atin din po ito. As Christians, you know, our mission is not only to preach the truth. Our mission is to uphold the truth. Right? To uphold what is right. To do what is right. To choose to do what is right. Because we are the image and likeness of God. We have the capacity to know what's right from wrong. That's the beauty of how God made us. We have the capacity to know what's evil or not. Because we are the image and likeness of God. No? Kamusta ba tayo sa bahay natin? Are we upholding the truth? Are we upholding what is right? When we make decisions as fathers, as husbands, do we choose to do what is right? Sa mga offices natin, sa offices natin, sa businesses natin, when you have an offer na illegal, it will make, it will help you make a lot of money. Will you choose to do, to honor, will you choose to honor God or to do something that is illegal for you to have more money? We uphold the truth. What else? Sa skwelahan natin, yung mga kaklase mo kumopya, kaya ang tataas ng grade. Ngayon, tempted ka ng kumopya para tumaas ang grade mo. Will you choose to do the right thing? Kahit ang grade mo hindi kasing taas sa kanila, just to honor God. Huh? In these desperate times, pandemic ngayon, very tempting talaga. Very tempting to compromise and to lower down our standards. But you know, sa ganitong mga panahon, lalo natin i-uphold yung truth. I-uphold natin kung ano yung tama sa, sa mata ng Panginoon at sa mata ng tao. Amen? When you uphold the truth, hindi naman ibig sabihin makikipag-away ka eh. When you uphold the truth, hindi naman ibig sabihin magra-rally ka, no? aawayin mo yung boss mo kasi mali yan, boss. Hindi naman ganun. Upholding the truth means you will set an example in the way you act and the way you decide. Okay? We uphold the truth by setting an example to the people around us. Ay, meron po akong wina one-to-one ngayon, nakababata ako. Nasa chapter 2 na po kami sa Lordship. And you know that God is working in His life. And you know, nagkukwentuhan kami one time, last Friday. Sinasabi niya sa akin, kasi sa sales ang work niya eh. Sabi niya, bro, it's so hard in our office. My office mates, uh, they met their quota already. They had a big sale laki nung sales nila. Ako, ito pa rin. Ito pa rin ako. Pero I know, I, I want to stick, stick it out with God. I know that if I honor God, He will honor my faith. And true enough, you know, biglang nagdatingan ng client sa kanya. Hindi man ganun kalalaki, pero hindi one time, big time yung nangyari sa kanya. God is faithful to provide clients sa kanya. Hindi siya nawawala ng clients. While yung office mate niya, medyo tumutumal na yung client, lalo na end of the year na. 
So, may first-hand experience ng faithfulness ni God na hindi kanya pababayaan. If you honor God, hindi kanya pababayaan. And the Lord saw it, sinabi dito sa verse 16, 15, 16, balikan natin yon. The Lord saw it two times na sinabi. Ano ibig sabihin nun? What can we learn from here? That nothing can be hidden from God. Nothing can be hidden from God. In our darkest, pinaka-corner na room, God can see it. Even in pinakamalalim na bahagi ng puso natin, kayang makita ni Lord. He knows everything. He sees everything. That's why tonight, you know, I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to come to God and confess if you have done something past few days, medyo matagal na, na alam mo ikaw lang nakakaalam. Well, God knows it and God saw it. You can come to God and confess, you know, and live a life that that is guiltless. Masarap pong mabuhay ng walang guilt. I want to encourage you. God is faithful to forgive when we are sincere. Let's go back to the verse. No one was willing to stop this behavior, so the Lord decided to act on it, to rescue His people by His own power. He doesn't need help. By His own power, He decided to act on it. Verse 17, He put on righteousness as breastplate and a helmet of salvation on His head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped Himself in zeal as a cloak. May binabasa ko pa lang para nanginginig na ako kay Lord eh. No, grabe si Lord. Word pictures yung ginamit dito ni Isaiah about God being the soldier. Hindi lang po dito lumabas to. Across the Bible, we will see word pictures that the Bible describing God as the soldier. Pero in this particular verse, okay, God is putting on equipments. But of course, word pictures na to. He doesn't need any equipment. He doesn't need any equipment. Right? Ano si ibig sabihin nito? It describes the Lord's readiness to rescue and to attack. It describes the Lord's readiness to rescue and attack. Rescue and attack. Imagine that. Rescue, kaya breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, Ephesians 6. Sinabi rin to, yung breastplate of righteousness and helmet of salvation. Sinabi to ni Apostle Paul, remember sa Ephesians 6, yung uh, in order for us to withstand the enemy in the present times, we need to wear the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. Ang gagandahan kay Lord dito, yes, sinabi dito, He put on that armor. Pero when Jesus came, sinuot niya sa atin yung armor na yun. Breastplate. Why important yung breastplate? Because dati sa kanila, they need to protect the vital organs, the lungs and the heart. Pag yun, ang tinamaan, fatal yun. That's why breastplate. You know, today, sinabi ni Apostle Paul yun, Tayong Kristiyano ngayon, we need to wear that breastplate of righteousness because there's so many things that can corrupt our heart. And as we wear that breastplate of righteousness, knowing that we are righteous by the blood of Christ, no lies, deception will ever corrupt this heart. Amen? Helmet of salvation, ganun din. Very important sa mga soldiers yun during that time because fatal ang headshot. Now, the enemy, sinasabi ni Apostle Paul sa Ephesians 6, the enemy can put lies and deception sa isip natin. But the knowledge of God's salvation, that Jesus Christ has already won the victory on the cross, He rose again to prove that nothing is impossible anymore. As we wear that helmet all the time, knowledge of that salvation, the enemy cannot put lies or deceive us. Amen? On our head. Also, attack. Vengeance for clothing and zeal as cloak. Yes, attack. The Lord is ready to attack. Hindi lang siya ready to rescue. Sabi sa Isaiah 59, 16. 
o 18, sabi dito, according to their deeds, so he will repay wrath to, to his adversaries, repayment to his enemies, to the coastlands, he will render payment. Verse 18, repay, wrath, repayment. Tama ba itong mga naririnig ko, Pastor Jam? Yes. He didn't only come to rescue, he came to attack. To those who are rebellious sa kanya, to his enemies. Okay? God's nature is to rescue. Yes, I agree with you. God's nature is to rescue. When we fight our battles, He's fighting with us. He's fighting for us. That's why today, makakaasa ka kapatid kung nasa financial situation ka na napakalalim. May paraan dyan, i-rescue ka ni Lord. God will rescue you. God will fight for you. God will provide for you. God will open doors for you kung nawalan ka ng trabaho. God will open doors for you. He will provide for you. Kung may relational dysfunction sa bahay nyo, He can fix that. He can rescue you. May pag-asa dyan, kapatid. If you need healing, God can rescue you. No? He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the healer. If you've experienced injustice sa sweldo mo o sa, sa opisina mo or sa trabaho mo, saan man, you know, may justice kay Lord palagi. God can rescue you. That's the other side of the nature of God. Let's go to the other side of His nature. He also repays. Repays wrath to His enemies. Rescue and nagre-repay si God. Ibig sabihin, mahirap kalaban ng Panginoon. As much as He is gracious and loving, mahirap pong kalaban ng Panginoon. Kaya pala sabi sa Hebrews 10, sabi doon, it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Imagine that. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Because God avenges. Sinasabi ni Apost, nung, nung, nung author ng Hebrews, mas nakakatakot si Lord kaysa sa tao. Mas nakakatakot si Lord kaysa sa demonyo. That's the nature of God. So a healthy Christian will always know that God is the love of God, but at the same time, God is the God of wrath. A healthy Christian will love God and at the same time will have the fear of the Lord. That's a healthy Christian. Love for God and fear of the Lord. Talking about fear of the Lord, verse 19. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun. For He will come like a rushing stream with which the wind of the Lord drives. Rabe, God is not the God of fear. We know that. He didn't put the spirit of fear in us. But God is to be feared. God is God. God is to be feared. From east to west, ang sinasabi dito, across the whole horizon, God can punish evil behavior wherever He finds it. Walang lulusot kay Lord, sabi dito. Because He created everything, He is in control. And He's the boss. He will always be the boss. Because He created everything. That's for His enemies. Judgment for His enemies. But what's the good news of hope for His people? Aning good news niya for His people, for the people who wants to follow Him and obey Him? Ito exciting sa verse 20. Alam ng Panginoon na hindi talaga kaya ng tao. Hindi talaga natin kaya. That's why He acted on it. Verse 20. And a Redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob who turn from transgression. This is it. Talking about Jesus, declares the Lord. It's as if Jesus is saying, I'm coming to rescue those who turn back from evil. 
I'm coming to rescue you. Hang on tight. I'm coming to rescue you. Yun sinasabi dito. For God's enemies, repayment, but for His people, redemption. Redemption ang nagiintay. Repayment ay kabayaran. Redemption ay tubusin. For those people who turn from evil, ang ginawa ni Jesus ay tinubos tayong lahat. Redeem means to buy back. What does that mean? Ibig sabihin, kanya naman tayo talaga. Hindi tayo nawala sa kanya. But because of sin, we were separated from Him. He just bought us back. The Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Regain possession. Niregain niya tayo ulit. That's what redeem means. Redeem means to clear a debt. Utang ng Panginoon? No. To clear our debt. Imagine that. That's how good He is. He's the one who cleared our debt. Our debt. Debt of sin. Utang natin, pagiging sinful natin. Sa ginawa nating mga kasalanan. Yung death na deserving tayo, eternal death. He cleared that. Who's the payment? Jesus Himself. Jesus Himself is the payment. The Redeemer Himself is the payment. His blood that's been shed for you and me. His body that's been bruised and broken so that we can be whole. Yun po ang naging kabayaran. And what was the result of Jesus' redemption? Man's righteous standing before the Father. Remember, when we talk about righteousness, we talk about standing, righteous standing, and righteous living. Because of what Jesus did. Kapatid, you and me can now stand before God as righteous. Not because of what we did, but because of what Jesus has done for us. We have now a righteous standing before the Father because Jesus redeemed us. Something that we cannot attain or achieve by our own money, our own wealth, our own works. It's only through Jesus Christ that we now have a righteous standing before God. That's why heaven is now open again for us. Because the Father now sees us as righteous. Because the blood of Jesus has washed away our sins. Verse 21, But wait, there's more. And as for me, this is my covenant with them. Grabbing faithfulness ni God sa covenant niya. This is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit that is upon you and my words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth or out of the mouth of your offspring or out of the mouth of your children's offspring, says the Lord, from this time forth and forevermore. Wow! He didn't only send His Son to redeem us. He sealed that covenant with the Holy Spirit because God is a covenant-keeping God. He wants to seal that covenant. Eh, ang hari, meron niyang sing-sing na ginagamit pang seal pag, nag, pag gumawa siya ng, ng, uh, ng law or covenant, agreement. Pagkatiklop niya ng papel, he will seal that with his ring. Signet ring, tawag doon. In the same way, God sealed this covenant. Walang pwedeng mag-alter, mag, uh, mag walang pwedeng magbago. Because He sealed that covenant with the Holy Spirit and His Word. Imagine that. Imagine that. He sealed this covenant with us by giving us the Holy Spirit and His Word. This gift is not only for us, but for our children and our children's children. Praise God, no? It is not only for you and me. It is for our next generation and the generations to come. Pag pinara phrase mo in verse 21, parang ganito yung sinabi ni Lord. In verse 21, the Lord says, 
I make a serious promise. I will give you my spirit and my instructions. These will be my gifts to you and to your future families for all time, declares the Lord. Wow! No wonder sinabi sa Psalm 100 verse 5, For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. Consistent. Yung Bible sa pag-describe kay God. His faithfulness will continue to all generations. Wala ka pang anak, faithful na si Lord sa anak mo. Wala pa akong apo, faithful na si Lord sa apo ko. That's how good God is. And why the Holy Spirit? Why the Word? Bakit ito yung pangseal niya? Because left to ourselves, mga kapatid, we are wicked. Left to ourselves, we are evil. It is impossible to live righteously without His Word. Without the Holy Spirit, it is impossible. God knows that. God knows we need help. God knows oh, we need help to live a righteous life. But now, since we have the Holy Spirit in the Word, it is now possible for us, for our children, to live a righteous life. Now, a sinful person like you, like me, can change and can be transformed. Pinaka-imposibling taong kilala mo ay may pag-asa na magbago sa Panginoon because of the Holy Spirit and His Word. There is now hope for me. There is now hope for you, for your children, for our children's children. If you're here tonight and you're saying, walang pag-asa yung tatay ko, pastor, nanay ko, hindi ko na alam, ginawa ko na lahat. Ang asawa ko, pastor, invite ko na lahat na ginawa ko, pero andun pa rin siya sa vision niya. Yung wife ko, yung kapatid ko, pastor, hindi niyata talaga siya pupunta sa Panginoon. Yung mga anak ko, Panginoon, you know, if you're listening tonight, this is for you. This is for you. And God wants to let you know, hindi patapos si Lord sa buhay nila. Hindi patapos ang Panginoon sa buhay ng iyong tatay, nanay, sawa, kapatid, at anak. Hang on to His promises. Hold on to His covenant. Hold on to His, to his uh, promises for you and your generations to come. Amen? I want to leave you with this main point. I want to land this with this point. Jesus redeemed us so we can have a righteous standing before the Father gave us the Holy Spirit and His Word as His gifts to help us in righteous living. Righteous standing through Jesus. Righteous living through the Holy Spirit and through His Word. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, thank You. Thank You that You are the covenant-keeping God. Thank you for everything that we've learned tonight. May this, Lord, change our hearts and our lives. We are grateful for you, are faithful to your promises. We are grateful because even if we made mistakes, even if, Lord, we have offended you, sinned against you, you, you are still faithful. You are still true to your promises. By sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us, it's a proof of your faithfulness. We don't deserve eternal life. 
but because you're, you are merciful and compassionate, you gave us another shot in life, an opportunity to experience eternal life through Jesus Christ. Thank you for redeeming us. Now, the Father sees us as righteous because of what Jesus has done. His blood that's been poured, His body that's been broken. Thank you, Lord, that we can live righteously. Not perfect, but live a righteous life. A life that honors God because of the Holy Spirit and Your Word. It's now possible to live a righteous life. Lord, we also repent from being self-righteous. For the times that we've become self-righteous, that we felt na mas magaling kami sa iba, just because, Panginoon, may relationship kami sa'yo, may we never forget that this righteousness only comes from you. Apart from you, we are not righteous, O God. Ikaw lang ang magaling, Lord. Ikaw lang ang bida, O God. Lord, thank you that you will rescue my brothers and sisters who are here tonight. They're experiencing, Lord, terrible pain. Ano man yung sakit niya ngayon, Panginoon. We believe that you're the God who rescues. You're going to rescue my brothers and my sisters tonight. You're the God who heals, Jehovah Rapha. You're also the God who provides my brothers and sisters, Lord, who are in deep debt. Thank you that you are able to rescue. Hindi mo sila pababayaan, Panginoon. Hindi mo sila iiwan. Thank you that you will restore relationships, O Lord. You're the God of restoration. Nothing is impossible with you. Restore parents, their kids. Restore husbands and wives ngayon, Panginoon. Thank you also, God, that you will provide justice sa mga naka-experience ng injustice. In the name of Jesus. Lord, for some of us here, meron kaming unconfessed sin. If you're here tonight and you know that in your heart you're struggling with something, you know, God knows that. God sees that. And God wants you to allow Him to arrest that for you. I want to encourage you to lift that up to God and pray a prayer of repentance. Talk to Him. And He is able to forgive, faithful to forgive, if we sincerely ask for forgiveness. I want to give you a few seconds to pray to God right now. Submit that to God. That struggle that's in your heart right now. God wants to end that in your life. You can pray now. Talk to God. Pray of repentance. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. We are sorry. We ask for your forgiveness, Lord God. You are so good. You are so faithful for us, Lord God, to dishonor you. If you're here tonight and you're hearing it for the first time, you want to accept Jesus in your heart because apart from Jesus Christ, there's no righteousness. I want to encourage you to pray and receive Jesus in your heart. Receive the righteousness that He offers. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that You are God. You died for me 
a sinner and rose again after three days to prove that you are God. I ask for your forgiveness. I repent from all my sins. From now on, be God of my life. I will worship you. I will honor you. I will praise you. I will proclaim your name to the people around me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all.